Our anxiety about addressing our own needs is destroying the natural world and, in turn, threatening our own survival. Jesus, in the Gospel, points to the lilies and sparrows as our teachers, teachers of a profound faith that could help heal our fragile world. In the name of God, of all creation, amen. This past weekend, Daniel had a scheduled play date with a friend over at Green Gulch. So he, Hiroko, and I drove over in the heat. We found ourselves standing in the silence of the fields and beds there, the clean but not quite straight rows of lettuce, the pumpkins beginning to get their color and grow, and the scented roses. And Hiroko and I noticed the silence of things growing, of being even, all without the mechanical noises and machinery that so clutter up the air, even here in Mill Valley. Daniel and I were fascinated by a stalk of grass as it inch by inch was pulled into the ground by a hungry gopher. And we watched the quail run about in the dusk while a cat stalked them. It struck me in light of today's readings that the natural world can come into some balance with people, as it seems to at Green Gulch. Or better yet, people can come into balance with the natural world. And perhaps learn from it. There is a particular way, it seems to me, that the creatures and green things that God has woven into the fabric of creation have something to say to us about trust in the Creator, about learning to simply be, about how to find a life of balance with our fellow creatures without having to call government summits or form lobby groups without suing big corporations or drilling or strip mining, without overfishing or clogging up the waterways with garbage. These days, with hurricanes bearing down on the Caribbean and the southeast and the Gulf coasts and Arctic ice melting more and more rapidly and the grim prognosis of a human population approaching the tipping point of unsustainability, all the environmental news and fears hitting us in rapid succession, we hear again Paul as he writes to the church in Rome 2,000 years ago that all of creation groans as it awaits the appearance of the children of God. This weekend I wondered what if, what if, We are to be those children. The call of the kingdom that Jesus points to in today's gospel, the inbreaking of God's reign, means to set aside our cravings and our hoarding, our lack of trust, 
in the wilderness, to stop clinging to our voracious and unfettered appetites for all that clutters our lives, all that maims the creatures of God and poisons the earth. We are called to abandon the well-worn bitter roads of global exploitation and turn instead to the abundant trust that so many of our fellow creatures exhibit to be more than to do, to seek God's gift of balance for all of creation. So I ask you, when was the last time you took time to pray for the earth, for the imperiled lilies of the field, for the threatened sparrows? Our prayers too often assume that we are all that matters in creation. But the good news is that God meets us more than halfway in our selfishness. We recall in Exodus today that the Israelites in the wilderness have their cravings satisfied, as self-centered and untrusting as they are, at least for a short time. Christ comes to us in human form and embraces the anthrocentrism of the human family, even knowing that we, in our usual blindness, cannot move beyond taking advantage of our sisters and brothers, let alone our neighbors, the trees, the earthworm, the butterfly. But we are loved anyway. Today's gospel is more radical and yet more comforting than we often dare imagine. Radical because Jesus points to the natural world as a source of wisdom for our lives. A reservoir of grace to amend our wayward paths. Comforting because we are reminded that we are hemmed in by the divine that we are even of more value than perhaps many sparrows. And yet not even a one of them falls beyond the reach of God's love. It seems to me that the kingdom, whatever else we might imagine it to be, must include a healed creation where the great cycles of life are restored and enhanced by God's children. It is, therefore, a profoundly spiritual act to conserve energy, to seek ways to reduce our carbon footprint, to pare down our consumption and take responsibility over our insatiable desire for always more, to avoid the chemicals and products that the land and the seas cannot reclaim, to dispense with the disposable way of life, and to support our brothers and sisters raising seasonal and organic produce, to recover the sense of oneness with the land that generations of our ancestors lived and breathed, almost without thinking. In doing so, just as we do by loving God and loving our human neighbors, we can participate 
in the gracious act that God has already begun in helping us become the children of God for which creation so loudly groans at this time. As I was working on this sermon last night, I thought I heard the soft footsteps of the deer in the grass when they come, as they do many nights this time of year, along Corte Madera Creek behind our apartment. They come and they forage. They move quietly through the midst of the artificial world we have built around them. Annoying gardeners, but otherwise simply being the deer that they were made by God to be. And I thought for a moment they are waiting, waiting along with the rest of creation, waiting perhaps for us to show up like Daniel did at Green Gulch this weekend for a play date, a play date that re-enters the deep relationship with the earth that sustains our physical needs and inspires our spirits to engage again in the dance of life that God made and perhaps reopen ourselves to the grace that is there waiting for us. A grace that will heal us and that can, if only we would let it, restore the earth to wholeness. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley, dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.